tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Thanks for joining in. Here's your world weather update. We'll begin in the Middle East. It is a hot picture uh, for the Gulf states. All has to do with this hot and dry wind blowing down from Iraq. Doha could have its hottest day so far this year on Saturday, potentially 47 or 48 degrees. And when those temperatures come up, the humidity is going down as, again, this is a hot and dry wind blowing down from Iraq. Well, there was a severe sand and dust storm in southeast Iran. It sent thousands of people to hospital. That is now moving northward and will impact eastern Iran as we look over the course of the weekend. For Turkey, things do turn much quieter right across the country. Looking good in Istanbul, 28 degrees. Same goes for Antalya on the eastern Mediterranean there at 29. And off to Africa we go. I think the most intense rain is going to be around Guinea-Bissau, Senegal, and the Gambia in this zone here. Darker the blue and the yellow, there is the risk of flooding. Central Africa, okay, we've got our usual pulses of showers and storms, mostly confined up against the Gulf of Guinea, so particularly bad for Cameroon and Douala. And for South Africa, it looks like we've got back-to-back days of calm weather, full-on sunshine in Cape Town at 17 degrees. That's all I got for you. Frank assessments. Quite frankly, let's address the elephant in the room. The reason the South Koreans want their own nuclear deterrent is because they don't trust the U.S. Informed opinions. Biden has basically locked this thing up so far that it is impossible virtually for somebody else to step into the race at this point. In-depth analysis of the day's headlines. Sudan is fighting into a friendly state, but there is no strong government in control, which means that this might affect other countries. Inside story on Al Jazeera. Investigative journalism. This was a very notorious gang area. It would have been absolutely impossible to walk freely like this before. Global experts in discussion. The internet did not need to be the greatest tool of mass surveillance in the history of the world. Voices from different corners. This is our vision. We need to do this. Programs that open your eyes to an alternative view of the world today. Not many people have seen this. This is special access. It's a pleasure to have you on another edition of The Baby Doctor with me, Bernice Apubedulansa. Today we're going to discuss something very topical and urgent. Eight out of ten preterm and six out of ten full-term babies develop jaundice. Now, usually people say it's harmless 
and it's common, but it can also be fatal and dangerous to your child's health. Here in Ghana, the Pediatric Society has dedicated the entire month of May to raise awareness on the condition. And today, I've got a very seasoned pediatrician to help us have that discussion. You don't want to go away. Today's will be super exciting. When you enter any of our COI facilities, you will be met by our pleasant front desk offices, where your child will be registered in our system, after which you will be led to the nurse's station. Our competent nurses will triage your child and the needed first aid care will be given when necessary. Your next point will be the consulting room. Our proficient and friendly doctors will examine your child and give the appropriate diagnosis and treatment. From the consulting room, you may require the services of our laboratory, which is managed by highly skilled laboratory scientists, and then to our well-equipped pharmacy. When it becomes necessary to admit your child, you will be nursed in either our general ward or private ward according to your preference. At call, we aim at giving you the best, your child's well-being, our passion. on the baby doctor today like i said we will be treating the condition jaundice we'll be looking at what causes it and uh, what the remedies are and i've been joined today by dr christine Oseyabwa. we love to call her dr koi because that's like you know friendly and exciting because she's a pediatrician a consultant pediatrician and a public health specialist and today she'll be helping us delve into this issue she's with koi pediatrics located in tema doc it's a pleasure to have you here this uh, today and uh, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to have this very important conversation with us and i see that you're wearing your yellow hair yellow month shirt um, basically tell us about why this is important and why the pediatric society of ghana is embarking on this campaign then we'll zoom into uh, the conversation okay thank you benis and um i must say i'm i'm happy to be here yes why are we dedicating a whole month to talk about um, unital jaundice it's simply because if it is missed the effects are, are, are fatal and most of the damage caused cannot be reversed but then it is avoidable no child needs to go through that process and so that's why we believe that with the right knowledge and the right interventions at the right time every child will be spared the, def the, 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 the damage that they get from neonatal jaundice mm -hmm. the jaundice of um, the damage affects the brain and it is permanent. And so the child has a lot more disabilities than he ever bargained for. And nothing can be done to reverse them. Mm -hmm. What we are able to do is to just help the child manage the disability. But that we think that is an unnecessary harm done to a child who was hitherto born well. Mm. So Doc, what is neonatal jaundice? 
neonatal jaundice. Okay, neonatal is a, a child, a, a newborn. Mm. So a baby born in the first month of life, we call you a neonate. Okay, good. Jaundice, John or jaune, that's the French word for yellow. Oh. Yes, so a yellow baby is neonatal jaundice. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Mm -hmm. And so when we say the baby is yellow, it means that the skin mm -hmm. and then the eyes, or let's say the mucosa, that's, if you look in the mouth, it looks yellow because we are dark skinned. So sometimes mm -hmm. you, can, yeah, you can miss it. But when we say somebody is yellow, that's jaundice. The person's eyes have turned yellow. The skin is looking more yellow than it should be. The person is jaundiced. Mm. Simple. Simple. Yes. So, um, in my introduction, I shared some statistics. Eight out of ten uh, preterm pre babies, babies yes. and six out of ten term, term babies, babies yes. um, end up having jaundice. What causes it? Okay. It's, it is caused by some changes that happen when a child is born. And so, to put it in context, let me start from when the child is in the mother's womb. Okay. When the child is in the mother's womb, he needs a lot more of red blood cells. That's the blood cells that, um, the cells in the blood that carries oxygen to the brain and to every part of our body. We all use our red blood cells to make sure we get enough oxygen to the different parts of our body. And so that's what happens to a newborn. Because he's drawing from mommy mm. in, the, in the womb, he needs a lot more. Okay. But when baby comes on earth mm. and his lungs begin to work, then he doesn't need that much okay. HB or red blood. Right. And so the body begins to break down the excess mm. so that he doesn't have more than necessary. Right. When the body breaks down the red cells, there's a part of it we call the him. And when it breaks down, then we form the bilirubin. The bilirubin is the yellow ones that give you your skin color. Mm. And when normally the body breaks down the him, the bilirubin is held by some boys or a mother called mm. Mother Plasma. Okay. And she holds the baby, the boy, the child bilirubin as they walk in the blood cells and take them to the liver mm. to deal with it so that it comes out in our urine, in our poop, in a form that is not harmful. Okay. When a baby is born and is producing a lot more him. Then we have so many bilirubin, so mama plasma has not got enough hands right. to hold on to all the baby bilirubins. So some of the baby bilirubins are let loose and they start um, loitering around the, the street, gallivanting the street of red, <laughs> the bloodstream. Mm. And then they decide to stray. So when a lot of them are there, you know, when children, children get adventurous, so they come up with the idea of going to places and they end up in the, the brain of the child when it gets into the brain of the child it goes to destroy the cells mm. in the brain mm. and that is permanent and so that is what happens in neonatal jaundice is the bilirubin that is in excess and the liver cells who are also now maturing and so are now working hard to get rid so you have this excess mm. loitering around also at the same time, we know that when, you are, when the liver breaks down the bilirubin, they have to come out in the poopoo or the urine. When a baby is born and he's not um, feeding well to, to poopoo, then they stay in the gut for longer. Okay. And then they begin to go back into the Again. bloodstream. Yes. Oh. We, call, we call it, I don't want to use big names, mm. 
but then yeah, so I think I'll leave it out. But <laughs> some go back into the into the bloodstream and then they break them down again. And so basically that's what happens in the first week of life. Mm. And that is always the tricky part of life. Mm. Subsequently, the brain gets mature. So it doesn't allow little boys to stray into the brain. Mm. And then also the liver matures. And so then it can break it down. It can its take own. care of the bilirubin boys and girls. And mm. they don't get any naughty work to do. Okay. So in a nutshell, that's what happens. Right. So we understand that there are different types of jaundice. You've just basically yes. told us why it happens and what causes us to see the yellow pigmentations in the eye and on the skin and sometimes in the mouth. But what are the types and how do you handle the types of jaundice? Okay. For the medical person, we may give it a different jargons. But then for everybody, I think we can group them into the physiologic. Okay. And then the pathology. Pathology means disease. Okay. Physiology means a normal happening in life. So we have the physiologic and the pathologic. The pathologic can be direct and indirect. Okay. I'm sure that's the word you wanted to use. Yes. <laughs> so the physiologic is predominantly indirect. But even under the indirect, we have the physiologic and then the pathologic. And under pathology, you can have indirect and the direct. The indirect ones have a lot of bilirubin floating around. The direct ones, they, we call those bilirubins unconjugated. They have not been touched. Mm -hmm. And then the conjugated ones are the bilirubin that has gone through the liver, has undergone necessary changes, but the, there is a problem. Okay. And so sometimes it's because the gateway for the one that has been changed to go out of the body is blocked. Mm. And so you will have extra bilirubin, but it's conjugated in the bloodstream. Okay. Because when they were, they were changed, they could not go out. Okay. So I think in simple terms, that is it. Mm. But then what I think is of interest to listeners is that the pathologic is any of the jaundice that we put under pathologic is problematic. Okay. And the physiologic, which is not problematic, is a diagnosis of exclusion. So we have to confirm or convince ourselves that this yellow eyes we are seeing it's not pathologic. is not pathologic. There is no disease process underlying it. Okay. And when we have convinced ourselves of that, and the level won't harm anybody or will not cross, will not have enough of the bilirubin boys going to the brain, then we say physiologic. And that normally will clear within a week. Okay. Yes. Even with or without any intervention. But you cannot tell from a child's face that this one is physiologic, that is pathologic. So that's why we are changing the narrative that just go to the hospital and let a doctor convince him or herself that it is not pathologic. Mm. Then you can go home and, and wait for your, your baby's eyes to get white again. Right. So basically, I, I think what we are learning from Doc is that you and I cannot detect what is causing the yellow we see in the eyes of the child. And so you must get a health professional to check that child and give you the all clear that everything is fine. And the early detection is what Doc is preaching here. And uh, the Pediatric Society of Ghana is preaching the same by extension get your child checked. Doc, in the first week of birth, it is important? Yes, it is super important. And so if I will share with our, our mothers, my personal philosophy is from day one, 
learn to blanch the nose of your child. Press the bridge of the nose. Yeah. The tip of the nose, not the this, the tip. The tip and look yeah. at the color. Okay. It from will, the first day. From day one. It will look very pinkish. Day two, come out of the room, check again. If you see that that color is changing, then your baby may be getting jaundiced. So you need to send the child to the hospital for the doctor or the midwife to check. In the past, when we were staying in hospital for days before we went home, it was okay because the, the nurses will come around in the morning and, and check, the doctor will come. But now you deliver in the morning and by evening you are home. And we know that a lot of these jaundice occur within the first three days of life. Okay. And so it's in your interest as a new mother to check from day one and so that you can see whether there's any difference. And please don't keep your child indoors. Mm. Step out. Come to the porch. Into the open. Into the open. I mean, or draw your curtains okay. so that you can see. Because the day you gave birth, you saw your baby's face. And then you press. So the second day when you check, you can always tell when there is a difference. So, Doc, you're, you're yes. saying that it's always best to check or do the, the tests on the nose in a clearly lit yes. uh, place. Preferably outside. Outside. Preferably outside. Okay. And the good thing is now, we, many of us are in gated homes. And so... But they <clears> say, don't, you know, sometimes, you see, the, the tradition must go on. I know. When you have a child... No, even you're, I should see Exactly. The you're told that well, <laughs> you need to keep the child at least for a week. Then you outdoor. That is the actual outdooring. Right now, because of modernity and all people are... You know, shelving the outdooring for naming ceremonies where some can even do it three months after the child is born. Yeah, when the child is sitting. <laughs> <laughs> but we are told that traditionally the child is outdoored on the seventh day. Um, yes, which was true. I think then they were trying to outdooring meant others came to see the child. Okay, not others necessarily the child. the child going outdoors. Out. Yes. Okay. So outdoor, you were in a compound house. If you came out of the room with a baby, everybody will come and see the baby, whether it's a boy or a girl, and congratulate you. And that came with the challenge of infections and other things. But I think stepping out, now we know better. Mm. It's, it's, it's heart-rendering when you see a child coming after, after days of being so jaundiced and you know that so much harm mm. has already been done. Mm. So I think for, for our new dispensation, there is wisdom in, in, in stepping out every day to at least check. It doesn't mean go around the whole neighborhood <laughs> showing off your new baby, <laughs> but then you should come out and make sure that your baby is well. Mm. Yes. Right. So, dog, I mean, I want to believe there's absolutely no way a child can be jaundiced without presenting the yellow pigmentation, right? So, yes. uh, so then, I mean, these are the ways you can detect. Are there other ways beyond that? Um, no. Jaundice is yellow. Mm. Yellow skin. So, right. if, you, if, you are, if, you are, if there's no yellow, then, then the there's no jaundice. jaundice. But then we know that when there's yellow, then sometimes the people may give us some idea of which type of jaundice we are dealing with. Okay. But for us, for me, I think for the new mothers, the key thing is that when you see the color move and leave the other decisions for, for the health worker. Mm -hmm. But then you should take note of the pupu color 
if we go and the poopoo is all pale and white, then we are looking at direct that oh. we talked about, yes. And if it's all the normal baby poopoo, then we know that, okay, it may be indirect. So it guides us. So when you go to the hospital, those pieces of information are useful to the health care provider. But then it is not for a mother at home to look at poopoo color mm. and decide that this is a no problem, John, so mm. let me keep the child at home. Mm. Because you may be sitting on a, on a time bomb. Mm. Yes. Doc, you said something interesting about our skin complexion and why, um, because some of us are very dark in complexion, like, the, skin, like the skin alone may not give you the signals as in so clearly enough. Um, well, yes, but then for a baby, most babies are fair colored. Yeah. And so if you, if you press the, the, the tip of the nose, the, that, the mm. normal pigment color goes away and you see a light color tone underneath. Okay. Correct. So when you press on it and that color is pinkish, then you know there's no jaundice. Mm. But when you press on it and it's looking yellowish, then you know that um, there is a problem. Yes. Doc, let me go back to tradition. Um, because in, in some places, you're told, oh, it, it's, this is in Kolayare. You know, with the statistics we shared, it's quite a common thing. Obviously, you've given us the reasons why um, coming from pre, uh, prenatal circumstances into even the development of the liver and all that. And some will say, oh, this is not as yellow as... Should we be looking for grades of yellow? Or once we see yellow, we should move? Yes, I think from, from what we see in the hospitals, the person next, in, the one who is not a health worker like you, is not your best judge. Okay. Good. And we also know that we are racing against time. The first week of life is the key period. And so as they are saying, give it a few days, you are delaying. And the Billy Rubin boys and girls... <laughs> are loitering around and you don't know how many there are mm. and so we say when you see the change in color move you don't need to see it as deep because the deeper it gets the worse normally by the time the color goes to it starts from the face i must say it starts from the face then it moves to the chest and so when it starts from the face the level is lower when it gets to the chest we say moderate when the, the feet and hands are all yellow, we say it's serious. Mm. Yes. And so when you, that's why I said the nose. Yes, yeah, that's I didn't say the chest. Mm. I didn't say the, the hands. Mm, the because by the time you see it in the, in, in, the, in the palms and the sole of the feet, it's gone past normal levels. Mm. And it's in dangerous levels. Mm. And that's when the likelihood that the naughty boys and girls will go into the brain is higher. So I say... Most of the time, those who listen to the relatively adults in the house tend to present to the hospital very late. Mind you, they say it's nothing, but when you have side effects from it, they are not there to support you through it. And so I think it's better to waste a little money mm -hmm. to be assured that your baby is fine than to just believe everything everybody says and have a lot of problems later. Mm -hmm we have grown medicine has evolved now we know better and so now we don't even preach put the child in the sun as we used to mm. 
Yes. You're going ahead of me, Rob. Um, we'll come to the song matter <laughs> because that's also one that we must discuss. So just to clarify here, the the side effects or the the damage, the excess bilirubin causes, which is what makes it look yellow, is not dependent on whether it is physiological or pathological. Right, so and because we started the foundation, we say the physiological is not a disease. I just want us to clarify that so that mothers and uh, caregivers can understand that even if it is physiological, if you do not go to the hospital early enough, it can cause some damage to the child. Um, it depends, but you mm. wouldn't know it's physiological or not. Okay, so that's where the issue is. But most physiological jaundice with the right interventions will not cause damage. Okay. So normally when it's physiological, it's because the breakdown is fast and then maybe the, the child is not feeding enough, mommy is not getting enough. And so as soon as you address the Those feeding months. problem, you flush out the jaundice. And we would have checked the levels and mm. seen whether there are few times that the physiological may have such high levels mm. and so then we will put the child under light but if we check and then the rate of increase in the bilirubin in the blood tells us it's okay so the the doctors look at so many parameters not just the, the skin color mm. we will take a blood sample okay. and they will say we'll repeat the following day and it's because we want to see whether this is something we should worry about or this is the time that we can encourage mommy to just go and feed Mm. And, and come home. And so in the past, when there's no cause for alarm, then they will talk about sunbath. Mm. But because people are abusing sunbath, now we don't even talk about sunbath mm. because we have a more sophisticated form of the sun in the hospitals to use for the babies. Which is the physiotherapy. That is the photo. Phototherapy. The phototherapy. Mm. So light treatment. Okay. Photo. Okay. Therapy. Hmm. Interesting. Doc, is there anything a mother can do at the prenatal stage um, to help prevent jaundice in a child? Is there anything, has science determined that? There are a few things that mothers can do to, to, to help their, their, their babies. And I will list them as such. The first thing is during antenatal, make sure that you've checked your blood group and then also your husband's blood group because we know there are causes for the pathological one. One of them is the blood group incompatibility. So if your blood group is O and your husband is anything apart from O, then we know that there could be a likelihood okay. that your child, there will be, there will be a fight between the, the blood groups. And then also check your GCSPD status. As a mother. As a mother. Because we know that it, it tends to be inherited from mothers. So if you are going to antenatal, make sure these tests are done. I know in the traditional hospitals they do them, but sometimes because we go to all sorts of all different places for our antenatal and we are always busy and running late, we may miss some of these tests, but it is important. And even when you've done it and they've written it in your book, make sure you know what it is so that you are also educated on it as a, as a mother. Yes, so that's one of it. The second thing is, let's avoid comfort. GCSPD is common in our environment. And we realize that comfort makes, it, it triggers the reaction. And so the GCSPD is a protector of the red cell. Okay. So when you don't have some, 
or you have very little, then your erectile is not able to, is not well protected from some shocks. Mm. Good. And camphor is a number one shock. So we get children who are getting pathologic jaundice because parents have put camphor in everything because it's got, it's got a nice smell. So even before baby arrives, we've packed the things, we've put balls of camphor in it to mm. keep all sorts of reptiles. And they so, even sell them in baby uh, shops. Shops, yes. And so that is one important thing that every mother can do to protect the child. Okay. And with that, you save your child pathologic jaundice. Wow. We are learning something, something yes. today. Please keep the comfort away from children. I mean, it's not, it's not helping them as Doc has, has highlighted. In fact, comfort should not be in the house. Oh, really? Yes, for a baby. It shouldn't okay. be in the baby's room. Keep it away. Keep it away. When they are older and you know that they don't have any problem with comfort, then you can because the, 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 the problem with the comfort is more than the, the benefits you derive mm. when you have a baby and you have comfort in every corner of the house. You know, sometimes even the bathing bowls have comfort. The drinks yes. have comfort. Everything. No. Let them go. Mm. Let them go till you are sure you don't have a problem. Mm. Doc, I'm sure there are a lot of questions on people's minds. I hope that we can address them by the time the conversation is over. Um, we hear of so many things when it comes to jaundice. You've, you've mentioned some of them in, in person, but I want us to be very emphatic in determining whether it is a truth or not. And one of them is that jaundice will correct with time. Um, is that a statement of fact? Or it depends on what we are talking about here. It is not a statement of fact. It depends on what you are talking about here. Physiologic will clear. Okay. All the others need intervention. What kind of interventions? Medication or phototherapy as well? It depends. If it's indirect, then it's phototherapy. If it is direct, then we have to know the, and the reason for the direct and correct the problem. Okay. So if it's a liver disease, we have to treat the liver. Oh, and babies then, at that stage can have liver disease? Yes, babies can be born with it. And babies can be born with um, the, the bile duct. They are born and they don't have a bile duct or they have a blocked bile duct. Oh. And so, you know, I talked about it, it's, 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 it's processed, but it can't come out. Mm. Yes. So we have to find out what is the cause of the jaundice. Then we can say that it will end with time. Yes, many may will end with time, but what effects do they leave in their trail is the problem. Mm. So they cannot, you cannot be done this um, forever, but then. What, at, what will it leave you with? What will it leave you with? And wh or where will it take you? Mm. Because it can take you to your grave too, if you ignore it. Yes, if it's severe and the cause is ignored. It can take you to the gate. So it's either it's leaving you with a lot of bad memories mm. or it's taking you to an early grave. Yes. You, you, you've spoken about the side effects, um, especially when in the first week they manage to go into the brain where you say that the, the brain's gate is not developed. I like the way you, you create a <laughs> mental picture for all of us so that it's easy for us to understand. What are some of these side effects? How do they present? What, what will the child mm. end up with? The child will end up with the where it, it causes the most harm is the base of the brain. That is where the cells for balance, the cells for movement, for hearing, for walking, stability, 
is. And so you get a child who will be delayed in, in attaining all these milestones. They may walk, but they are not stable. I have one patient who walks and he keeps more or less twisting and turning with every step he takes. And it is the effect of neonatal jaundice. Mm. Yes, because he had genital jaundice as a child. But apart from that, he's fine. But when he's walking, he's staggering and everybody's turning to look at him. And nothing can be done to reverse it. Some too never walk. Some too, it destroys their hearing so they can't hear. Or they are, they are drooling all the time. They are not able to, to hold saliva together. Yes, so it comes with a lot of stigmata. Yes. And then in some cases, it affects the higher brain development. So the child doesn't do well in school. As if, if, if you are not sitting, and then sometimes they cannot speak because it's affected the, the muscles of, of fine, the fine muscles. So they are speaking in a slurred manner, or they are speaking and you cannot hear clearly what they are saying, and their mouth is drooling, and they are rotating, twisting. So at the end of the day, do they even get the opportunity to be in the regular school like every other child? Not all the time. And do they have the kind of support that they need to bring out the talents in them? In the environment, we know how limited that kind of support is. And so if you can spare your child and yourself that pain, I think it's, it's worth sparing yourself. And Doc, yes. at these interventions, you spoke about phototherapy and in some cases having to give the child medication. Are they yes. expensive or are they readily available anywhere actually, in the actually, country? Actually, yes, they are available. Now we have a lot more phototherapy um, units in, 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 in Ghana. But I must say, when I was training, we used to get the bulbs, a particular mm. type of bulb, and create our own. We get a carpenter and make the wood. And so the phototherapy is the least expensive treatment. Meanwhile, the effects are just, are just beautiful. And so leave the clinician. If you will go to any facility when they don't have phototherapy in it and tell you that we'll be doing some bath, um, please go to another facility. Okay, they'll be doing sunbaths. Yes, you put a child in the sun. I will recommend you go to another facility because they are behind time. And you are better off going to another facility and getting your child the needed help. If you go and they confirm there's no cause for alarm and you want to come back home and do sunbaths so that the, the jaundice will go faster, fine. But do not take, put uh, breast milk in the ice and do some bath. Whoever gives those options are way behind time and they may cause you pain mm. in future. Mm. So that's what I will say. Yes. I, I don't know why when it comes to babies and mothers and pregnancy, there are all these um, myths and all these ideas about how you can deal with them apart from seeing a healthcare provider. Because I also heard a bit about putting milk in the baby's eyes and I I ask myself, how is that going to solve the problem? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I take it that, you know, we always want to be seen to be doing something. Mm. And so that's what I, people try to do something about the situation. And mind you, many of the physiologic ones would clear. So mm. by the time they do their kominini for, for three, by day three, it's clearing and they think the kominini has done the trick. But the community didn't do anything. It's just that God saved you because it was nothing serious.
because we know that a good percentage of these children is nothing serious. Yes. So I think that that's the best explanation I have been able to put to mm. all those maneuvers that we put in. Because the key thing for me is to feed the baby well and make sure that you are maybe topping up with express breast milk mm. and then seek help and let's make sure that the baby is fine. If you come and it's just on the tip of the nose on day three, baby is feeding well, baby is fine, the health worker knows that there's no cause for alarm. Or he will take the blood sample. Results comes, it's so low, you don't have to worry about. Then we will assure you and send you home. But then you have your peace of mind. And then you are also assured that you will not have any effects when the child is growing up. But assuming the doctor at home, with all the knowledge uh, paramedics you have who are as good as yourself, does not help your child mm. in any way. Mm. And most of the paramedics cannot be sent to any... Any, any, any institution to be punished because mm -hmm. yeah. they were trained and, and graduated at home. Uh, from in, in their own kitchens and the certificate was, done, was given at home so there's no governing body to report to. So I think we should just be careful and let's protect our children. Right. Yes. A little waste of money in code for a blood test is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. We'll take a sip of water now but when we come back, you know we always try to get interactive with you to pick what's happening on the ground, real life issues, and get our our doctors to respond to them. So Doc and I will be doing that right after these messages. When you enter any of our coin facilities, you will be met by our pleasant front desk officers, where your child will be registered in our system after which you will be led to the nurse's station. Our competent nurses will triage your child and the needed first aid care will be given when necessary. Your next point will be the consulting room. Our proficient and friendly doctors will examine your child and give the appropriate diagnosis and treatment. From the consulting room, you may require the services of our laboratory, which is managed by highly skilled laboratory scientists, and then to our well-equipped pharmacy. When it becomes necessary to admit your child, you will be nursed in either a general ward or private ward according to your preference. At Coy, we aim at giving you the best, your child's well-being, our passion. much for staying on the baby doctor with me Bernice Abubedulansa. Today I'm having a conversation with Dr. Coy and we're talking about neonatal jaundice. I hope you have learned a lot and please don't keep the information to yourself. This is information that you have to share with everybody uh, because you know it's important as we say in, in, in Ghana it's a community that raises a child and so when we all know these things together we can help out a mother and save a child from uh, having lifelong 
uh, side effects of neonatal jaundice. I, I told you just before we took uh, that breather that we were going to get a bit personal, share personalized stories and get Doc to respond to them. So, Doc, let me start with one where this young mother rushes into the neonatal intensive care unit of the Confanochi Teaching Hospital with a baby that is looking as yellow as the shirt you're wearing. <laughs> that is the most yellow I have seen a child. I panicked. The nurses were surprised that this mother had waited so long to bring the child and, and said, why did you keep the child till, till the child got this yellow? But here's where my question comes in. So the doctor meets the woman and says, we would have to drain the blood in the child and replace the child's blood with yours. But even there, we are not sure if that will solve the problem entirely. We need to run a few tests to ensure that we're given the right medications and interventions. What exactly is happening here? What is happening is the child has come at a late stage of neonatal jaundice. You know, I told you that he graduates. And so he's so yellow that the bilirubin boys and girls are all over the place. And our worry is that if we leave that child's blood as it is, there's so much bilirubin boys and girls, they will go into the brain. And they can't pass out? No, uh, we've got him to a level that mm. we can't wait. Because mm. the truth of the matter, by the time she arrived, we didn't even know how much damage has already happened to the brain. Right. And for that my damage, it's only time that tells. Mm. And so the doctors and the nurses' main task was that let's get as much of the bilirubin-infested blood out and give this child blood that hasn't got bilirubin and reduce the concentration of the bilirubin. Okay. Good. So that's what they were. So we call it the exchange blood transfusion. We, we draw some of yours out, then we push in the new one. We draw some out so that we are hoping that if the bilirubin concentration was like, say, 5,000, by the time we are done, we would have reduced it to, 50, to 200 okay. or 250. And then 500 and 250, 500 are more likely to cause more damage than 250. But they said they were not sure mm. because there are so many other parameters that will come into play. If there are other causes of jaundice that I didn't mention, some could be from infection. I talked about mother's blood group, yes. So if there's the blood group incompatibility, they are hoping that... The, the reaction because what happens is that if mommy has the oh the antibodies the soldiers in mommy have gone into baby and are attacking all the baby's cells they are seeing them as enemies of progress so what we are doing is that we are reducing the volume of the enemies of progress in the baby and putting in normal Many ones soldiers. yes <laughs> and hoping that they will stop beating the because they are no enemies of progress so to speak and then also an infection can cause the breaking down of the red cells. And cause, so in that case, whilst we treat the infection, we know that the jaundice vol um, levels will reduce. Yes. But the key thing is to reduce the, 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 the concentration of the bilirubin boys and girls. And then normally after the exchange blood transfusion, we put you under the photolite. So you will still do phototherapy. But we know that they are, when you go beyond some level, the risk of brain damage is high. And so their interest is to make sure that this child does not stay in that high level mm -hmm. for a long time so that 
we save what is left of the child's brain. Do you record fatalities in jaundice? Yes, we do. So that yellow baby may either pull through with side effects or may die. It's one of two. Mm. And so I'm sure you saw how they were all alarmed and they all reacted. They are like, oh my God, how could you do this to your child? Mm. Yes, so we record fatalities. We record for you. you can do all the exchange and everything, the child will still pass on. Yes, and sometimes when it's, there's so much damage, the child may be better off going back to the maker because the quality of life later on is, 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 is stressful. It's stressful. So there are two questions here. It's about whether or not this woman had enough information on what to do and what to look out for, or it was just a share case of negligence. Um, in your practice, what do you see to be the issue when it comes to delayed um, uh, reports to the hospital when it comes to jaundice? Is it a case of lack of knowledge or sheer negligence? I wouldn't say sheer negligence. I think it would be unfair to say that because after nine months of carrying a baby <laughs> you had enough time not to do the child any good if you didn't want this child that bad and so it's more of lack of knowledge and misinformation okay it's lack of knowledge and then misinformation i know in our setting the the, the decision makers most of the time is not the mother of the newborn it's the grandmother the auntie the mother-in-law the mother-in-law the retired health worker who is supposed to be all-knowing but may not have been that because you know in in our, in our space every woman who works in the hospital is a nurse mm. and a nurse yes so <laughs> even sometimes the person may have been at the records but he's a nurse and she will also be bold enough to give an opinion when she has no clue what is happening so i think it's more of lack of knowledge and people don't know and so even when you say the child is looking yellow, she'd never seen a newborn. She doesn't know what a yellow baby looks like. So she sees the child as yellow as what you are describing, like my T-shirt. Then even the almost blind will know that this is not a normal color. But by this time, it's late. So the most mothers don't even know how to look for the jaundice. And that's why we are, we've been spending time educating people that they should look. And that's why I personally say from day one, so that you have a clean um, a marking scheme. Yeah. And then you can compare. Because if I tell you day three, press and see, you don't know what day one looked like. So how will I know the difference yeah. in day three? Mm. And so from my experience, I have decided that day one is, I think, the, 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 the marking scheme. Mm. And then day two. There are a few children who will start getting jaundice on day one. That one is pathologic straight away. But then you would most of the time be in hospital. So the health worker would have seen. Yes. If you are going home, you see a discoloration of the child's eye, you draw whoever is there's attention. You say, oh, it doesn't matter, go home. And it's in the first two days of life, please don't go home. Insist on a second opinion because you may end up coming back with, with a sad story. Mm -hmm. So if you see it, maybe opens that it doesn't look white day one, and whoever is discharging says, you go home and feed, please don't go. If they insist that they don't want to keep you in their hospital, go to another facility because somebody has to do something else. Okay. Thank you.
Go Home and Feed brings me to my next personal story. And this is a story I saw on social media where a mother is talking about how she believes her child developed jaundice because he wasn't getting enough breast milk. Um, and in my reading, I've also come across breastfeeding jaundice. So I don't know if it's the same thing, but what is the correlation between breastfeeding or feeding the amount of food a child is getting and jaundice? Hmm, good question. One, let me answer this question this way. Breastfeeding jaundice is not common. So it's only a few exceptional cases, and it's actually a diagnosis of exclusion. You've done everything, you realize that, and for those breastfeeding jaundice, it doesn't cause harm to the brain. But then, new mothers normally don't have plenty breast milk. Some are also struggling to put the baby to the breast. And so that's where I have a challenge. We tell the mother, Put, the, put your breast in the child's mouth. She has no clue what she's doing. She tries to do something to represent breastfeeding. And then they go home. And so she's not able to feed. And we know that. I said that if the, ba- the bilirubin stays in, if the poopoo stays in the gut for a long time. Goes back. Recycling. Goes back. Recycling. And poopoo is not coming out for the bowel to pass out. And when you are not feeding the child, the child gets dehydrated. Dehydration also makes jaundice worse. Okay, so that's where the problem is. People are not establishing feeds in a timely manner so that the gut bacteria will start working and get rid of the contraband. And then it becomes a, a vicious cycle and the baby gets more yellow. And so as soon as you put that baby at, under the light, get the child to get enough feeds to flash out within 24, 48 hours, baby is fine. Okay. Yeah, so that's where the feeding problem. So it's more of problems with feeding, which is making the jaundice worse, as against breastfeeding jaundice. Breastfeeding jaundice happens, yes, but it's in it's in a few cases. Mm. It's in a few cases, mm. and that one some enzymes misbehave. So, but most of the time, even for the breastfeeding jaundice, when you continue, it clears. Interesting. Uh, if you just joined us today, we are talking about neonatal jaundice and a very, very important subject. And Doc has clearly established why it happens and, unfortunately, the irreversible effects of, of, of jaundice here. So, please, you want to spread the message and catch a repeat broadcast of this program if you missed it from the beginning, because this is knowledge that you should acquire. It will help you and help another person. So, Doc, what's the, what's the big dream for the Pediatric Society of Ghana? Every year you create awareness in the month of May about jaundice. What is the, the goal? What is that one thing that you are looking forward to in the coming years as you continue this campaign? Our biggest dream is to make sure that no child suffers any side effects from neonatal jaundice and that every child whose eyes get yellow gets seen and is protected from any negative side effects of, of, the, of jaundice. So that's our, our biggest dream. No child should have any side effects from jaundice because it's preventable. Right. It's now time for us to share our tips with you for today and uh, once we're done with that, 
We'll be back to give you uh, the important information you need to know about Koi Pediatrics. Jaundice. Jaundice is simply yellow eyes and skin. Press your baby's nose tip on day one so you know normal skin color for easy comparison. Press nose tip every day in daylight so you can see yellow changes early. Do not sunbat for jaundice when no blood tests have been done to establish cause of jaundice. Hope you kept those notes, vital information for you to keep and uh, help somebody or help your child out when it comes to the issue of jaundice. I've still got Dr. Coy with us. And uh, Doc, before you go, you've been doing this for, for how many years, taking care of babies and children? Oh, for, for, for more than two decades. Wow. Yes. Yes, for more than two decades. Practicing medicine is, is three decades, almost. But for pediatrics, yes. And COI, pediatrics is 15 years this year. Yes, it started as a small after, um, afternoon clinic. But serious business, 10 years. And COI has grown from a small facility into a big facility. We have two, two clinics now, which run 24-hour service for children. Yes, and there's always a doctor in COI at any time. Okay. to take care of your child. So that's what we do now. And then we have laboratory services at each location. And even on Sunday, our labs are open till 8 p.m. So when you walk into court, you don't even need an appointment to enter. Mm -hmm. If you call the number and you can't get through, just walk into the building okay. and you'll be taken care of. Mm -hmm. So COI provides regular pediatric services for children from 0 to 18 years. So, so you are able to vote, you qualify <laughs> to come to court. As soon as you, you, you get a voting right, then we graduate you. Mm. Yes, and then you qualify to bring your child, but mm. not yourself. And we provide clinical services and also support services. So we do all the therapies, behavior therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. Yes, so any delays in the child, we, would, we have the therapists who, 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 who provide services at both facilities. Mm -hmm. We have a neurodevelopmental pediatrician who will come and assess your child. And so that is additional services that we have. And then also physiotherapy. Additional, and then also a dietetic service. So these are additional because we realize that the child's well-being is supposed to be holistic. It's not just managing fever. Yes, so, <laughs> I like that. Yes. So we've provided these services. And then we also have a community health um, wing of COI where we go into schools and provide school health services. Okay. And the rationale is that we know that the average Ghanaian doesn't go to hospital for regular checkup. So the children are always left behind. So we develop this protocol where we go into schools examine the children, but we don't, we, don't, we don't draw blood in schools when parents are not there. Okay. And then if there are any comments, we send a note to every parent. Mm -hmm. Good challenge, every child gets a paper. In the past, some will get, and the question is, why did you not get? So now yeah. everybody gets, <laughs> and it's good. It's been interesting to be able to monitor the children annually. And when they leave this, when they, after, when they graduate, we give them, we have made a little book now. Okay. And so we are able to tell whether you are growing too big, mm. too fast, 
or you are not going as you should, mm. or we saw a problem, we referred you to you. And you don't have to come to court because you've seen a child's problem. But the key thing is that the child should be taken care of by the doctor. Mm. And we've seen children with heart problems, with eye problems, interesting challenges that have been corrected because we went into the schools to do the school screening. And then also for new joiners who are going to screen, they ask you to do your medicals. We will do the vision, do hearing, everything to make sure that when that child goes to school, he's able to compete like his peers. Because if you are sitting in class and you can't hear the teacher well, then God help you. Then that's a problem. Yes, and it's, it's, it's not fair. The child is not being given a fair, a fair chance, so he will be unhappy in school and nobody knows what his problems are. And sometimes we find out a bit too late. And so that's why we do the community health wing. Of course, we are doing also, we do education. It's one of them. Go to organize groups and educate them, churches. And a few times we have fun. We do fun <laughs> games, yes. So in August, we're actually going to have a family fun day. Okay. Yes. That Kids are always fun, aren't they? They are fun. <laughs> and we create the opportunity for them to have fun and still get checked. So they get a dental, everything, and then they are good to go. So that's a bit about what we are doing so far. Thank you so much, Dr. Koy, and thank you for doing the watching today. We really appreciate your company. Uh, you can locate Koy Pediatrics with a simple Google search. Uh, you can find their contacts and location. That'll be it for this edition of The Baby Doctor with me, Bernice Abubedulansa. Let me say a very big thank you to Azel Vogue for my beautiful dress. You can find Azel Vogue on Instagram, and the contacts are also there for you. And uh, you can call them, and they've got you covered with all or for all your fashion needs. Catch you again on another edition of The Baby Doctor. Take care.
an original if white play. Hey, pussy trumpet. What kind of misfortune follows you that when your rich auntie dies, the only thing she leaves you is her ashes? Boy, my friend, you are not going to keep this in this household. Hmm. Go and put it outside the gates. You can stay with it and regard it as waykeeping. Oh, or you can use it for tea. Your hand is your share. Well, his auntie named him a sole beneficiary to her estate. <clears throat> I'm his wife. May I know how much is worth? Um, roughly uh, $350 million. What? Uh, I like what I you like. Yeah. Shows at the National Theatre on July 7th, 8th, 9th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. One show on Friday at 7 p.m. Two shows on Saturdays at 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Three shows on Sundays at 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 8 p.m. You can buy tickets at a cool 150 Ghana cities. Via short code, star 365, star 535 hash. And all the usual outlets sponsored by Ebony Condoms, Gino, GCB, and M Notify. Roverman Productions. Be the difference. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused- oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat and disturb the animals. We saw zebras, sable antelope, brown cranes, mara, silkfish, canales, shetland ponies, and so many animals are just getting people. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this prize for adults, this prize for teenagers. And this for kids. It's a buggy. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the car. It's been a of a lifetime, and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. John Akaribo, a former assembly member of the Arco community, 
and coordinator of the Akadone Women Association. But before 1998, the Arcadone community is made up with about over a little over 800 in population. And among this population, I bet to tell that there was no single literate woman or girl in the community. And the major problem was they were going to open their bank accounts and the bank have to reject them because all the executives were illiterate and how can they function with the bank pains? Hence we decided now. One of their legs is already in the grave. One is alive. And I talk in the grave means that they are already advanced in age and they can no more go back to school to study anything. But that of their daughters, which is still alive, what happens to them? And that's where we made a decisive decision that within the next 10 years, we would like to see female education enhanced, if not only in Yarga, but in the entire environment. Be able to bring about clinic, there was no health facility in this community. I was able to bring a, to build a clinic in this community. The Yarka community, which has not been upgraded to a health center, I brought it. I think today, when you move to any single house in Yarka, Zoko, Via, Sombromo, Agose, Bonyarka, anyway, you enter any house, any house at all you enter. The educated person in that house is a female. And as I speak today, we have been able to turn around about 463 girls. Since I started doing my community work to bring change to Yago community, the entire Yago community, I think it's over 30 years now. 30 years is not 30 days. But yet, if it's today that people are not seeing what I've done yesterday, is beginning to, people are seeing the impact the results of it. I think I'm so grateful and I will pray that well, whatever it has come uh, it should go through but I'm in my small corner but I never knew that uh, Joy News have got a, a, an eagle eye to be looking through to come to this community. There are so many communities in Arga, uh, in Bogotá municipality but here they have come to this remote area where it is not known that you have been able to face our best out. So we always work for the glory of God. And whatever God I decided to do it to do. But I'm not to you. I'm only happy and proud that I've been at least also acknowledged by people. I said this during the event and I'll say it again. I had goose pimples watching Reverend dance with the girls, seeing the girls sitting in the classroom. It's just such a good feeling, especially to see a man who is so concerned about the, uh, the rights of girl, girls in his community and going out to support them. I am so pleased this morning to introduce you to Reverend Akaribo, who is here with me in the studio and with our 
project lead, MFA Atiyama Eli. She's working so hard. See the smile on her face. Uh, I, I have some lashes to get from here, but that's not for you to know. But MFA, Friday was exciting, Reverend. Friday was exciting. And I exactly. saw how your daughters and your family stood for you when you came to receive the award. Exactly. There's something you said when you picked up the award that we didn't see in that video. Yeah. The opposition you received when you decided to build that school. Tell us more about that. Thank you very much. And also thank our charity listeners and then our, my colleague, uh, awardees. Uh, indeed, this project started in 1998. And by then, I was an assembly member of the community. Okay. So, I became assembly member for the community in 1994. Mm. We are the first constitutional decentralized mm. assembly members. So, when we were in the assembly, then this issue of my women group that we established in 1993. You know, by then, we were trying to support the women in their income-making generations and then to support them in their livelihoods. And this was established by you as well? I established these plans. Wow. I realized that individuals, they cannot stand. Yes. And then to support them in their livelihoods. And this was established by you as well? I established these plans. Wow. I realized that individuals, they cannot stand. Investments into the agricultural value chain, farmer service centers, agro-processing and agribusiness, with a view to adding value to our products and reducing dependence on imports, we must prioritize domestic production of rice, poultry, fish, tomato, vegetable oils, and sugar. Six commodities which account for almost $3 billion in imports every year. We must invest in alternative cash crops for which Ghana has a comparative advantage. Oil palm, rubber, coffee, avocados. A, a donor organization that came to support agriculture in the north. Oh. So when we started saying this, oh, they want all the women groups to where they can form groups and then they open bank accounts. Well, we have to postpone our account that day. We went back and then uh, organized a chair lady who is Madam Adumbila. Happy she's still alive and very active. Mm. The husband was a uh, a form for labor. Okay. So we decided to adopt the husband to be the secretary of the group. Macy's 4th of July sale has great deals on everything you need to get you, your crew, and your space ready. Get 50 to 60% off swimwear for all and 30 to 60% off bedding and bath essentials. Plus take 40 to 50% off almost all sandals now during the great sandals sale. Macy's Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Star Money bonus days. See Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. From 1993, 94, this, this level of came, then I won. In 1998, again, sustainable jobs and growth. To pave the path for growth and prosperity in Ghana, we must explore new avenues and strategies. We must diversify our economy, reduce reliance on traditional sectors, and pursue emerging industries such as renewable energy, new technologies, and agribusiness. By harnessing our natural resource sustainability and investing in research and development, we can foster innovation and create an economy that is resilient, inclusive, and globally competitive. Health. Health, what we're doing. And here again, they wanted some women mm. so they can train them in that reproductive health and then give them some kits 
something like at one day at a meeting, I said, okay, what can we do now? In a community of a population of about more than uh, one or 2,000, and the whole community, if Nyarga will put both one of the Nyarga that is under the administrative district of Bongo, and then another Nyarga under the district administrative of uh, Bolga, if all these communities put together, population of more than 3,000, and no single, no single, in fact, it, it hurts, no single female can read and write. So we said, no single, no single, in fact, it, it hurts, no single female can read and write. So we said, Thank you very much. Great. So um, you talked about, you know, restoring investments in the financial sector, for instance. And you talked about as far as practicable. Uh, please, can you all hear me? They were asking how we could get the money. But the women, they came out here and said, look, whether money or no money, the school must be opened. Whether building or no building, but I was not scared. I have to be able to target the men to as well. And many of them were saying that, look, John Akarufu has not been here. He has just come. He's organizing you. What good will you get from John? You know, by then, because I started my life, I started, I was in Tekrati for about 10 years. That's where when I left school in 1974, middle school, I could not make it up to in a secondary school. And really, I became frustrated. I have to pick my cutlass and go to dance up to seek for labor. It was there that I decided to enroll in uh, this uh, adult education class, most, 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 more, before I was employed by State Construction Corporation mm. in 1975. So when I stayed in Tech for those years, and I finally had my transfer from State Construction Corporation back to Bulgaria in 1984. And I got married that same year when I got home. I married that same year. I realized that now there's something wrong. Even the school which I attended in Yarga was no more there. It has collapsed. You, at the time, at the time you were young. I was young. So it, it meant that you didn't have any female classmates. You were, it was a class full of boys. I'll come back to you, Rev, to tell us about what inspired that attention for women. Because in, in your entire story, even from helping the women in the Greek sector, yeah. you seem to have a certain desire to support women. And I'll come back to you to tell us why that is. But MFA, this has been a really successful project. And we have the judges and even those who were awarded who came to pick up the awards, how this has impacted them. Tell us about the story. Right from the conception of the idea to incubation to execution. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bernice. And um, we're one of the people who made it happen. <laughs> I want to use this platform to say a big thank you. Yes, yeah, so where did the idea come from? I mean, it's a multimedia idea right from the top. And it's, it's, it's the first in Ghana's media landscape. And so the expectations were very high from the stage of file, uh, opening nominations and asking the public to file in their entries 
and then the numbers kept swelling. The challenge, I, told. I know, right? The challenge was, how are you able, how would you be able to pick out the best, you know, with all this? And then, then we had to set the deadline so we can get to work as soon as possible. I must tell you, it was very involving. Mm. Um, listening to Reverend Akaribo, how would you be able to tell, listening to his story, you can really feel the motivation behind what they do. Mm. And if you have that number of entries, how are you able to tell whose story is better than the, the other, other to be able to select? So that we had to come up with a criteria, right. you know, right. so that, and as much as possible, the also to make our work easy we encourage those the nominees whoever was not it's ram season which means it's time to serve with ram 1500 ram 3500 and ram trx hurry in now for great deals on the trucks that are built to serve right now during ram season get 10 percent below msrp on the purchase of a 2023 ram 1500 laramie not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. Contact dealer for details. Take retail delivery by 531-23. You don't really know what you know. So, and it took over a month for us to be able to finish that first stage. And then handover, we're able to get about 30 out of the close to 500 nominees that, uh, nominations that we got. And then we had to hand over that to the judges to do the final work. And they also spent close to two months to be able to, because then it was very intensive going by the criteria we had. The, among the criteria, some of the things they were looking at was sustainability, source of funding, the ingenuity of the project, the extent of impact mm. on the community, and um, how would I say the replicability of the project so just as Reverend is talking about um, you and I were discussing behind the scenes that even here in Accra how many girls schools do we have at the basic level do not really have anything like that but then from his story realized that it was really needed you can imagine and this is something that can be done anywhere any part of the country and particularly in the remote areas where most people don't really value the education of the girl child. So his story alone is a lot of encouragement and in such parts of the country to let them know that, see, they went to open just a signature to be able to sign. Another opportunity was for them to lead a sensitization program on reproductive health. There was no woman who was well-educated or well-informed to be able to do that. You can understand how, how critical it was for opportunities to be giving girls so that they will be able to get that capacity, that um, strength, so they will also be able to be involved in some of these things. So that was how it all started. And yes, we are happy that with a set of criteria, given that we had five judges who sat through for, like I said, close to two months out with 10 finalists for us. And then we were also careful because, yes, um, events like this, you might have no matter how much you are prepared, there could be last-minute uh, issues. Mm. So we also had people on waiting lists just in case we have people withdrawing mm. at the last. And yes, it happened. Okay. We had one person withdrawing a few days to the awards. 
uh, we, we did our best to be able to encourage the person to come, but we weren't successful. It means that we quickly need to fill that space because there are lots more who needed to be acknowledged and celebrated, and you didn't want to deny them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there was one lady among them, Yayua, uh, mm-hmm. we quickly had to replace her with the one who would, and it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you saw the, uh, the video work and all of that went to go and get her recorded, get the, those uh, post-production to work on her content. It was all time-consuming. But, I mean, it's a teamwork. Yeah. And so, and I would also want to use this platform to appreciate the team. They did so well with all the pressure from the managers mm-hmm. in every area, even the nominees themselves. Every yeah. day, some of them were so anxious. Yes, is this calling. coming on? Yes. When yes. is it coming? Yes. How am I getting there? Mm-hmm. They have concerns about accommodation. And those are legitimate issues. All of this needed to be catered for. And it was all about the team that came together to make it happen. And I say I'm so proud of them. And you can imagine how it would be in 2024. Exactly. And that's (laughs) why we want you to continue making a difference wherever you are. Because trust me, it's 10 times what it was this year. And And I must tell you, the people who received the awards are doing share with you what the overall winner told us after he picked up uh, the overall award he said for the agriculture but they used the profit from that to sponsor children in school and due to the current economic situation and the cost of fertilizers and general agri inputs it's been difficult for them to meet that need and so he's been having sleepless nights he's been wondering whether to give up whether to throw in the towel what exactly to do this award gave him hope and that's why we are here at joinings to support what you do to put the spotlight on what you do and to offer that hope so reverend in in wrapping up i was finding out from you why women even before you got to the education bit yeah you were interested in supporting women in our group what exactly prompted that uh to cut the story long and short (laughs) having it was my mother that brought me up Wow. I started my education naked, not even a, a small pupil. Wow. It was my mother who supported me. And looking at the entire community, as I told you, you know, all our women in North, down South, uh, have been driven to down South, migration. When they come, what is their job? It's all the kind that they do. It's all the manual jobs, washing of books and other things. And we ask ourselves, why are they denied? So I think that when you see an educated woman, no matter how, whatever level that she reached, she's better off than the one who has ever been to school at all. Mm. all right. So I thought that, uh, like Kwaji Agri said, if you educate a woman, you educate a nation. Mm. So I thought that when we are able to empower the girls, obviously, one day the community will, will change. And you know, women... They are good managers. And when you have a lady or a wife who is a little bit educated, in fact, the, 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 the sort of support, the sort of love that they have for one another, the sort of relationship that they have is quite different from others. So I thought that there's a need for us to educate our women. And uh, when you look at my, my old wife, she hadn't been to school. Yet, she wished she had a good opportunity. That is why we are giving all hands on deck. So I think educating the women will bring a long way to bring development. 
Women can bring development to this nation. If women are given opportunity, I think they can do more. Even in their own houses, they are good managers. They are good managers. You give a woman your 20 cities, you come back and the meal you are taking. <laughs> you ask yourself, <laughs> where did you get cities from? Mm. So now, if you are able to, to help them to build their capacities, you can imagine the great things that they will do. Rev, you have no idea the joy I get from just listening to you because yeah. everyone knows yeah. I, I come from a family of all girls. Yeah. Okay. We are five girls. So I'm imagining if we didn't have the opportunity, where would we be by now? Mm-hmm. Or who would be supporting my dad in exactly. his old age or my exactly. family in his old age? Rev, we are so grateful. Mm-hmm. So look, here's what you can do for us. Get onto social media, right? All the impact makers out there, you can support them. MFA, your final yeah, word. So as one of our audience uh, said in the clip that was played earlier, uh, even the judge, Gifty also mentioned it. I mean, there's so much we need to do as individuals to help our communities advance. Let's not always wait for government. I mean, it took one person and is making a lot of tremendous impact in his community, in the lives of girls. So in your community, no matter how small, it could be sanitation, it could be health, it could be what else, agric, it could be technology. Whatever the need is, just start, like Gifty said, start now. And yes, you might not always be celebrated, but what, what matters is that you are changing lives. You are giving people the opportunity to live dignified lives. You understand? We are living in a very hard economy as things are now. And it's so, it's so, it's so easy for But who knows, you'll be that person who will give the people around you that hope. Right. So it's time you start doing something. And we say start now. Thank you so much. MFA Tiamo Ellis, Project Lead, Reverend Akaribo. Yeah. Uh, final words. Yeah, my minute. final words just to acknowledge those who have impacted my life, those who impact others. And this I will not forget, our Lord Jesus Christ first. <laughs> and then the Crystal Life Center, uh, David Freeman, who have been talking about impact on our generation, impact on our generation, impact on our generation. And then I will not also forget Madam uh, Fawagana chapter. Well, from the beginning of the project, it was very tough. It was far away. Their supporters. And then the GS who have accepted to take over the school. And one of the inspiring ladies in this country, our mother, the first former president, first lady, Nana Konudu Ajima Rollins. In 2000, she made a visit to the community. And that was something that has stirred off almost all the women. You see, in the first lady, Nana Konudu Ajima Rollins, have visited this place. Then, then this project is something that welfare. And those who are not even allowing their girls to come to school started enrolling wow. their girls. And those girls, you know, the first thing I started school some girls who were at the age of between 7 and 12. So these are some of the things. So, and then my women group, which I want to thank them. And Blessing Basket Project from USA, they right. came and then they built our junior high school. Mm. I don't think they are uh, Wilson from ESA and uh, one uh, Ship Lives uh, Foundation. So to all those who are supporting me, I think we can, I cannot, I'm not all them, yes. but I think I'll do it.
things that we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation focused oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alex in my bag alex what alexa open multimedia ghana and play joy fm super hits radio radio joy 99 hits fm love fm live on your amazon echo Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM. Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. On air. And we are back like we never lost signal. happens you want to know all about it immediately here at joy news we don't just bring you the brain stories we go beyond them to bring you the intricate issues in those developed most credible news source is one that you can trust because news is all about you joy news credible independent and fearless
recording this progressive commercial on a real boat to let people know that when you bundle your home, boat, and other vehicles... What was that, Flo? Progressive saves you money, Jamie. Why are we doing this on a boat? We were going for authenticity. We're going to the city? Authenticity. You mean Atlantic City? But we're not in the Atlantic. Are we? Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. for me free of charge and actually my first album for me free of charge he didn't take a dime from me I'm grateful to him and 2013 he gave me my first ever single titled Holy Spirit Come How is growing up like, you know, with your siblings and, and everything? It's not all about church. <laughs> I mean, there well, should be something, yeah. you know, else that... Growing up was fun, you know. I mean, we are... I have five siblings. Okay. I'm the first of five. You oh, know. you have a yeah. lot of responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> so Paying for, school fees and all of that. Oh, I never paid school fees. Oh, yeah, okay. My dad was well, well uh, you know, equipped to take care of that, you know. Um... um so we are four boys and just one girl. Oh. Mm-hmm. And um, all of us, yeah, um, we had a bond growing up, and we've kept it even though we are living in our own houses and yeah. everybody's doing their own thing. We kept that bond because um, our mom really kept us together. You know, our father was literally on the road every time, you know, trying to get money to come home. And yeah. growing up as a child, I didn't really understand why he was not home every time. But being a father myself, where I'm also sure I provide from the family. Provide, I appreciate yeah. what my father had to go through just to keep the home, you know. So um, the absence of my dad, um, my mom played, you know, all the major roles, role, yeah. you know, helping us to do our homeworks. Something she didn't understand. She just had to use her mind. I remember all the time she taught me a homework and when I went to school, I had zero. <laughs> I, I mean, Charlie, I came back, I came back and I was like, ma, ma, utiu, utiu, utiu. And he was like, what's the problem? I had zero. And the teacher really came me for that. I mean, so, I mean, she's been there. Yeah. She's kept the family together. My siblings have a very strong bond. You know, we talk literally every day. 
Are there also musicians just like no, you? Um, no, the one after me is in Australia. Um, he he lives. I mean, he went to school there. Now he lives there. Um, one after the, my, uh, the one who's after me, yeah. twins, Jesse and Jessica. Um, oh. Jessica works um, um, in the petroleum industry here in Ghana, and Jesse also lives in the UK. He oh. he works in the UK, and the last one, Fabia, he also lives in the UK. Um, working over there so yeah. what are you doing here in ghana uh, <laughs> i'm here with my sister <laughs> you know. okay yeah everybody you, else is there yeah, they, they want to be you there know. you know but i mean i go there and visit them and ask them and then yeah you come, I come you, back home you come i think back. i like it here i like it here too yeah. in ghana yeah. so family you spoke about family yeah. how important family is uh, how is your family your you know little your wife and, mm -hmm. and how is your family like? Good. Um, my family is doing well by the grace of God. I have, I have a wife and um, I have three kids, three boys. Oh, yeah. Boys, yeah. all boys. All boys. How do you manage? You know the the whole thing. You know <laughs> music and taking care of. It's not, it's not three easy. boys. It's not easy. Have you left it for your wife as well? Well, because you are on the road. Yeah. Trying um, to get money for the for the house. <laughs> I've I've. Let me see. Let, let me be honest. You understand? Thank you. <laughs> um, she does most of the work when it comes to the kids. You know. Um, God bless her. Yeah, she does most of the work. Um, I'm kind of in and out. Yeah. You know, and when, when I'm home, I try my best to spend quality time with the boys because I don't want to lose that bond. Bad. You know, even when I'm away, literally every day, we are, um, we are talking on the phone, you know, video calls here and there. You know, so um, that's what we do to keep the family together, you know. As and when, you know, um, it comes to a time where you can say that, oh, now uh, you're on full flight, so you can put certain measures in place, but we're still building. You know, it takes me away from home and most of the times, yeah. Obviously, you didn't see where um, managing the whole thing, I, um, managing the whole thing. I can confidently say that today, like every program, Emoji mm. is either featuring somebody mm. or, you know, on a program, a gospel secular song. Yeah. Somebody featured you and we're That's like, right. oh, which gospel musician is that? You know, yeah. and, and it's Emoji. No, no, you didn't. Mm -mm. So how are you, you know, taking everything in? How are you managing the fame? And how do you, um, or how are you hoping to sustain this so you know i mean so anytime um i hit a milestone i just have to i just take a step back and analyze the scene before i i walk into it because how i walk into it you know determines how long i'm going to stay in there mm. and how the next level is go also going to be like so anytime something like that hits me i just take a back seat you know the communication how people are seeing it you know do some emotional, emotional intelligence here and there to yeah. see how it's like um, why you're crossing me? Like you didn't see it coming, mm. you know. As much as you need to see it, you need to manage it very well. Mm. So that's what I normally do, you know. So okay. there's this billionaire in Nigeria who has a mansion here, you know. Um, he called, and he was like, his peer called me like, I'm so 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 want to see you um, in his house. So I drove into his house, and all I saw was Rolls Royces, you know, Bentleys here in Ghana, you know. And I'm like, ah, so this girl is in this guy. I'm not in it. So all of a sudden, you know the kind of timidity kind of stepped in mm. but you know i sat in my car for about and there was this guy standing by my door you know waiting to waiting open my to, door yeah 
So when I opened the door, you say, you're welcome, sir. And I had, I had to walk majestically to the man sitting room, mm. sat down, you know, we had a conversation. Then he saw my composer. I said, yeah, wow, you're well composed. People normally come here and before I realize they're on the floor, behaving like, you know, they don't, they don't have a life. But mm. you're seeing, uh, is it that this is the kind of life? I said, no, this is not the kind of life I live, but I just kept my composure, you know. And then, I mean, we talked, we spoke about it, and then we, we became friends from there. So he's a boss, he's seven thing, we became friends. Friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm, composure is everything, mm, I guess. Everything. Uh, you know, I was I was trying to find out uh, exactly, you know, how the whole thing started. Mm. Then I asked somebody at Kiwa's office. I'm mm. like, so how 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 did this two, you know, mm, meet? Connect. And he said, oh, Emoji has been doing music for like a very long time. He's been doing, you know, coming to the studio and he meets these guys and all of that. Right. But you you have you have the the, the story. <laughs> Sakode is a childhood friend. Mm. We grew up in the same neighborhood. Um, um, his house and my house were just walls apart. So literally, I saw Sakode and like we all saw us growing up. You know, so we have that kind of um, childhood bond, bond. You know, so um, when he saw that, um, oh, uh, Nanaya was, is doing well in the music industry. I have this song I want to do with Nanaya. He got my number and he called me. I was like, Yo, bro, I have this song. You know, do you want me to jump on? I was like, Yeah, why not? And he was kind of surprised because most of the gospel guys tend to kind of turn their his his orientation based on what he does and all Secular that. Yeah, so he like, he did he did with uh, Sumafo mm -hmm. Yao Sapong mm -hmm. and Sumafo. There's something about the Yao people that he's interested <laughs> in, I guess. We are loving. I mean, yeah, you know. So I'm uh, Yao, by the way. Oh, uh, I mean, but nice. that's but but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Yao. So yeah, Yao and Yao is I, I can't I can't claim all that. You know? <laughs> If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.